everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dad Cast. I am JP. He is Nick. Hello, Nick. How are you, buddy? Dude, I'm fantastic. I'm glad you're fantastic. I'm uh, so stoked. Facility looks amazing. Oh, like, yeah, I wish you could see more. But let, let's 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 not ruin that surprise just quite yet. You know, we're, we're still in the middle of doing introductions here, Nick. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I notice I notice you're wearing a really cool hat and a really cool shirt, which I might as well just get it out of the way right now. Big thanks to our sponsor, Great Notion Brewing out of Portland, Oregon. Nick is sporting some uh, sponsored merchandise right there. Yeah, buddy, check it out. Great Notion Brewing. If you like the greatest beers in the history of beers and craft brews are your thing, uh, download the app, order up some Great Notion Brewing, and make sure you put DadCast10 in the discount code and get yourself a 10% off. This beer is served cold to your door. It is absolutely amazing. Today... On the show, man, I am so excited. I've been trying to get this guy on for about a year now, and uh, the stars have aligned. Today is the day. He is a former member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a former member of the Chicago Bears, a former member of the greatest team in the history of all things teams NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders, and is now currently a member of of the Minnesota Vikings, please welcome to DadCast, Mr. Andrew DePaula. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. That was a mouthful of an introduction. Jeez. Yeah, how was that for an introduction? It's what I'm known for, <laughs> man. And I also forgot I forgot Carolina Panthers, too. You, you had a little stint with them as well. Yeah, I mean, that was like not even half a cup of coffee. It was. Yeah, but you still, it, if you look up your Wikipedia, it says it. I mean, if it's on Wikipedia, I guess. It's yeah, true, it right? has to be true, right? <laughs> he is a, a long snapper in the NFL. And as I mentioned, currently uh, with the Vikings, we'll touch on the whole football career here uh, later on in the interview. Um, so I'm sure that's what you're used to. But here at DadCast, we're all about uh, talking our adventures in fatherhood. And with that being said, the rite of passage, the very first question we like to ask here on DadCast, Andrew, are you a dad? I am a dad, yes. <laughs> And this is really cool because when you and I first met, it was training camp um, for the then Oakland Raiders. It was 2017, yep. I believe. Um, 18. 2018. Okay. And you had just, well, not you personally, but you had your, your wife, I'm assuming, just gave birth to your very first child. Yes, actually, so that would have been 2019. Right. So uh, in 18, we were talking about it. 19 is yep. when, yeah, things went down. Um, yep. Are there any more kids in the litter, or is it still just the one? There's now we've added a boy. Oh, we've right. added a boy. So oh, girl nice. and boy. How old's uh, how old's the baby now? The boy actually just turned one the oh. other day. So you're right there, right in the mix with Nick. He has a two year old son. Uh, yeah. And so a girl and boy. Well done, Andrew. You did it just like me. You completed the set. Two tries, one boy, one girl. Uh, are we done now? Or is there a possible future uh, siblings involved? Possible future. Possible future. I don't think we're finished. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I don't know how to put it when people are like, are you trying? Like, I mean, we have no goalie. We're trying to right. do the thing it takes to make a baby. And if it happens, great. And if not, then it just... Wasn't meant to be, man. Well, they, but you got the two already, so that is amazing, man. What was it like for you? So, I mean, I, I remember being around you and actually talking about this very thing before Dadcast was even a thing. Uh, when your girl was just brand newborn, you're out there at training camp, and uh, I'm sure the question can now be answered differently. But 
How was that, the emotions of being a first-time father? I mean, they it was huge, almost overwhelming. You know, you I've always wanted to be a dad, you know, just growing up. I just wanted to have kids, impart some sort of wisdom on them, teach them things. I mean, you know, you want all these things. And once it actually happens, for instance, like seeing your kid, like finally learn how to do something that you've been teaching them for weeks. And it's like, you see the light just go off in their head. It's like that those little things to me are just absolutely amazing. So when I finally had my daughter in August of 2019, um, it, it was just a wave of emotions. I mean, and just being able to really understand what it's like to love, um, you know, a human that you created and just to feel that it's, it's just, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, it is. It's still amazing. It, although it gets harder for the record, just so you know, you know, that little girl is going to become 17 one day. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. She's going to know so much more than you will ever know in your entire life. Yeah. Before Warren, tell man. You about it. every five minutes. <laughs> It was yeah. just like just like us when we were that age. We we knew everything too. It's crazy yeah. how full circle it comes. So fast forward then a couple of years, uh, your baby girl is probably what two at the time, and you found out another one is coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it different for you? Were you better prepared? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I mean, balancing the whole um, you know kid and then life, you know, for us, it's, it's, I don't know if it's more difficult, but it just adds a degree of difficulty with, you know, me either being here or not. Um, so in, in our case, I was at OTAs when my son was born. So I was going back and forth every weekend. So he was born and then I'm like, okay, babe, like I now need to go to work. So you have the nights with the kid and then you have the days with our two-year-old daughter. So it's like, you know, that, that degree of difficulty uh, on her was probably just tremendous. And I can't even imagine what she was going through. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, even though you have one, it's never the same, you know, it, it, it's never any easier. It's never any more difficult. It's just different. And, um, you know, I think people that have multiple kids kind of understand what I'm talking about to an extent. And if you don't, Hey, good for you. Cause you got <laughs> all the same and, and I envy you. I envy you. Yeah, exactly. Good, good stuff, man. How, how is it for you? Uh, I mean, especially in season, um, I'm assuming, I, I mean, let me ask this question. How far are you or how far away do you live from, you know, practice facility in the stadium? We live about 20 minutes from the practice facility and it's probably about 25 to 30 minutes from the stadium. Okay. So, you know, home games and when you're on, you're around a lot. So there's not much away time for you and dad. That, then that skips the next question. There's, you're not gone that often. And when you are, you're right back, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, you got the, the trips, you know, the away games where we're gone Saturday, Saturday night, most of Sunday. Um, other than that, though, I'm, I'm, I'm around for the most part. That's good, man. That's that's one of the most difficult things for me. Um, it's very rare. The only time that I'm away from my kids is when I decide to go to Vegas or, you know, somewhere else. And, you know, it's a vacation type thing without the kids. And it's, you know, the first two or three days, I'm good. And then day four, I'm like, I kind of miss them and I'd like to go home. And the lady looks at me and goes, don't worry, honey, they're, they're still going to be there when we get back. <laughs> but uh, I couldn't imagine 
you know, spending so much time away. Uh, now, let's travel back to the first kid. Were you in the room when she was born? I was. I was. And yep. how was that experience for you, man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was almost uh, almost too difficult to describe, really. I, I don't know if, as a man, you, you don't, it doesn't really hit you or if I'm just different, but, like, it never really hit me until my daughter actually, like, came out, right. you know, and then I saw her and it was like, to me at that point when she was out and like crying and breathing, it was like, it was real. Yes. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like my wife was doing all the work carrying her and like making sure she was eating the proper foods and all that stuff. Like it was real now. Like this thing was out breathing needs food, needs clothing, needs to be changed. And like half that responsibility falls on me. So like, that's when it like really just punched me in the face. And I was just like, Wow. You're not, it's all, yeah, you're not alone, man. I've, I've had this discussion and argument with my lady and we talked about it with other guests on the show, how I didn't really feel like before I had children and when my son was in utero, I still didn't feel like I was a dad yet, even though, you know, she's carrying this child that is mine, but it wasn't real. I was not considered a dad yet until he arrived. And then, like you said, it was game on holy crap, this is absolutely real. My heart is now living outside of my body. Uh, and she got mad at me. She's like, no, you, you're you a dad just like I was the mom when he, but it just felt weird. And right. you're right. Well, the experience, yeah. Like with my baby, he was born in the middle of COVID and like he got sick. So like we had, I got to see him for, I think for like six or seven hours and then they rushed into the NICU. And with COVID, we I couldn't go. So I got to bond with him for just a short amount of time. So I had that moment of, okay, this is real. This is, I mean, cause like when she, it's in the belly, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, same as JP was saying, it's like, eh. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. he pops out and I'm like, oh man, awesome. And then I didn't see him for like three weeks. So like the whole bonding experience was really rough. And then it just didn't feel like he was mine. He was super close to mom for almost a year. And now he's like my best buddy. Like we are inseparable. It's crazy. That's cool. So, yeah. So it's, it's definitely really one of those things where you definitely have to be there, have to like be able to touch, feel, hold, talk to him kind of a thing to I think it's totally different for a dad for sure. Yeah. What's uh, what are your kids' names? Our daughter's name is Grace. And then our son's name is actually Andrew the third. Andrew the third. All right. So does Grace, she's about could be four years old in August. Mm -hmm. uh, have you taken her to any games yet? Has mom, has she seen it? Has she seen dad in action? Actually, she'll be three in August. Three, and okay, nineteen. No, that's right. She, she hasn't been. Uh, she hasn't been to any games. Uh, funny enough, the only game she's been to was a Raiders preseason game, huh. and she, way too young yeah, to remember that. Exactly. So, oh um, gosh. But no, we haven't taken her to a game yet. Nope. So well, hopefully for, this year. For everyone uh, listening and and watching this particular episode, uh, whenever that may be in the future, let me take you back uh, a little story about how I met. Andrew. So um, I worked in radio, still work in radio. And part of uh, working in radio, you get some uh, pretty cool benefits sometimes. And um, one of our sister stations down in Redding, California, was an Oakland Raider affiliate. So every single year, the program uh, manager of that particular station was a Niner fan. And he Obviously, if, if you know fandom, they're not the biggest Raider fans if you're a Niner fan. So he called me up knowing I was a huge Raider fan, and he offered me the VIP tickets to training camp every single year. And I jumped at the chance, 
And I went, of course. And I think it was the second year I was going. Um, there was a couple, there's a family sitting right behind me. And we started chit chatting it up, talking, and it ended up being your dad and your brother. <laughs> and he found out that, you know, I'm here supporting my boy. And I'm like, what do you mean your boy? He's on the team. And that's when I went, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And they arranged after that particular uh, training camp to meet you. And I had my son with me, who at the time was probably six, seven years old. And we got on the field and he met Andrew face to face, this gigantic behemoth of a man to a six year old, you know, in full pads with his daddy's favorite team and his, his favorite team. And he let him hold the helmet. And we've kind of stayed in touch with your family ever since. In fact, your mom texts me every once in a while just to check up on me and to see how the boy's doing. It's, it's hilarious. But since then, that's how, you know, we met Andrew, man. And I just think that's, it's a really cool story. And I'm, I'm, Glad I could call you my friend, man, and it's pretty cool. But with that being said, <clears throat> you owe me a Minnesota Vikings jersey, Andrew. <laughs> All right. I could pull up the conversation on Twitter. <laughs> Actually, you don't owe me. Yeah, my son. He was, he's, he's like, Dad, Dad, can I get it? I'm like, I don't know. Are you still going to be a Raider fan? It's like, yeah, I promise, but that would be really cool. But, yeah, amazing stuff. So how is – we can, we can make that work. We All right. Work. Okay. We'll, we'll talk off the air about that one. Um, I want to get into a little bit now, since we have you, obviously. Uh, what is it like as you know, an NFL player, in particular you play for the Vikings, um, this whole draft process? What is it like for a current player in the last weekend? I mean, do you, are, you, are you sitting there behind the TV and watching what's going on? Do you really worry about what's happening? How does that work for an actual player in the NFL? I mean, I guess I can only speak, you know, personally, yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, I don't, I didn't, I didn't watch a second of the drafts. Um, I really only found out when we got back here, uh, like I guess the full list of who we drafted and I guess the undrafted guys that we signed. Um, but really, as far as that goes, like for me personally, you can bring in no long snappers. You can bring in five. I mean, it's like, that doesn't affect how I'm going to approach. Yeah how I come to work and how I work, you know, I'm not going to stop my feet and demand a uh, <laughs> trade or, or say, Hey, look, you guys can't bring in any competition. Like I'm just a guy who do my work. Um, I do it to the best of my ability. And if, if it's something that they're like, Hey, we can win with this guy, then great. And if it's like, Hey, we can't win with this guy. Hey, great. I mean, I'm going to go home to my amazing wife, two beautiful kids um, and just continue to live my life. So yeah, for me, it's not really something I worry about or even pay attention to that much. All right. I I have a question I want to ask you so terribly bad, but I'm not going to because, A, I don't think you could answer it, and, B, I don't think you would answer it. Um, okay. But just to give you a little hint on what that question may be, um, it was going to ask you a comparison between two quarterbacks. And I'll just leave it at that. Because, you know, again, we're not going to throw anyone under the bus here. Nick, because you, you're giggling no, over there. No, now I want to know. <laughs> I, okay, okay. I'll, I'll ask the question, but, but Andrew, you, you, I'm not letting you cannot, you, you cannot answer it. And I'm telling you, you okay. won't. Who's the better quarterback, Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? That was going to be the question. But oh, that's the question. of course he can't answer it. And if he would, he'd probably say Cousins because that's his, that's his guy right now. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I don't even think I'm 
I'm a person that is even capable of evaluating who would be um, better. You know, I yeah. mean, I think you're talking about two, two guys who, first of all, are just great men, great person, like great people off the field. Um, both of them, their character is absolutely amazing. Um, but then at the same time, you're talking about two of, of, you know, really, really great elite quarterbacks. And, uh, it's like, I, I kind of equate it to like, um, you know, like a, like a, like a power lifter, like a weightlifter, you know, they, 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 they train so hard just to get another, like, you know, anywhere from like two and a half to five pounds, or maybe even 10, if they're lucky, like increase. And it's like, when you're, when you're, when you're splitting, I guess, apples, like, like these two guys, you know, it, it's just way too close to call, especially for someone like me who really doesn't understand the intricacies of that position well enough to even say who is the, the better quarterback. I mean, that, and that's truly, um, you know, my, my honest answer in, in that regard. You, uh, you want me to answer it for you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who you're going to say. <laughs> Derek Carr, barely, just barely Kirk. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Just, just, by that much, <laughs> right there, right there. You're, you're even proving my point, saying like it's just so fine when yeah. you get to these guys who are who are as good as they are at their respective mm-hmm. positions. I mean, um, and no offense, it could just come down to a difference of opinion. I mean, yeah, you know. So I heard a funny story about Cousins. So he, I guess, he used to drive an old beat up minivan to the to practice, and the players flipped his minivan over because he wouldn't buy a new one. Did you have anything to do with that? <laughs> Is that true? I apparently I, that might have been when it, his time with uh, the now. Oh gosh, do I call him the team or the Commanders or the Redskins? Okay, definitely not the Redskins. That's I, gone. Might have been with the Washington squad. How about that? I think it was so his he, time there. So I had a couple of buddies. That, that I was at work. I work with one of my old high school buddies, and he's like, I "Told him who we had on the podcast." He's like, "Dude, ask him about the cousin story." I'm like, "What's the cousin story?" <laughs> he told me. I guess he used to drive an old minivan to practice and the players flipped his minivan over because he wouldn't buy a new minivan. So I know, I don't want to get this story wrong, but I know recently, and I mean recently as far as like maybe a year, year and a half, he, um, his van was, was parked and it was actually hit by another car and totally. Okay. Oh no. So he actually like, like I think last week bought a brand new van. Okay. What the hell is he buying uh, a van for? I, <laughs> he's a, he's a I don't, dad and he's responsive. Fair <laughs> enough. Is Kirk a dad? Kirk is a dad. He's oh, got two boys. Right. Yep. Well, all right, Andrew. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Forget about that jersey. Let's just get Kirk on. No, 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 no. This hour's all about you. No. Okay. Not really. Let, let's. <laughs> we actually have uh, um, in the works. It, it isn't 100% official yet, but I can talk about it. Um, Stafford uh, should be coming on the show. Oh, no kidding. I think I told you about that off the air, but uh, yeah. So as soon as he gets through all his post-Super Bowl stuff, which I'm assuming is soon, um, we should be uh, having a – so we're having like a, this theme going on with NFL players. We got you. We're going to have Stafford coming on. and we got a retired player coming on too. Yeah, uh, d- d- uh, from the Dallas Cowboys. What's yeah. his name? Maybe you know the name, Andrew. He is Daryl Clack. Clack sounds familiar. Yeah, he's. he's uh, he, I think he had like a, oh gosh, a traumatic brain injury or something. So he's kind of going around doing public speaking now, and super cool guy. He does a lot of charity work now. So, wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool stuff. All right, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to reel us back okay. into Dad a little bit. Um, <laughs> so three and one year old kids, still very fresh. Um, is there anything happened yet, Andrew, where you were just, oh my God, scared something happened? 
I'm a dad and I can't fix this. Any, any, anything at all? Um, trying to think. I don't, not, not yet. No. Well, that's good. Cause you know, as an example for me, um, when my little girl, she's going to be nine in 30 days from now, uh, when she was two and a half, three, still barely, you know, walking, you know, kind of not perfect. Um, I don't know what happened and I'm not going to put any blame on anyone, but I left to go to a store and she was home and I came back to the store 15 minutes later and, and there's no Avery. Avery's gone. She's not in the house and mommy's in the living room and, and the big sisters playing in her bedroom and knows no Avery freak out, panic, um, run outside. Can't find her. Um, we lived in an apartment complex at the time. Anyway, long story short, I found her hanging out with some friends of ours in the pool area of our apartment complex in diapers. And she was just having a grand old time hanging out, talking with the people. And you need to understand we're talking maybe two flights of stairs, one down, one up and another little bit of stairs. And you need to open a gate to get into this pool area. That is probably a 16th of a mile. I'd say 40 yards away from where we lived. This little girl in diapers made it all the way there. Talk about freaking out and panicking. That was uh, my most scared episode when it came to my girl. Now, Nick, he just likes to leave kids in grocery carts. That's right. So, <laughs> so, I, so I, I have six kids, right? And uh, so I, wow. I have three yeah. that are like within a year of each other. So they're all older now. So back when they were little, the baby was probably six months old and the other two are a little bit older. I got the two in the car. I'm super tired. I load all the groceries. I forget to grab the baby out of the car seat in the car. So the car seat's in the car. And I'm like, I start backing up. An old lady hits my car. Oh, my God, you left your kid in the car. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it was like the worst feeling ever. I'm like, how do I? How did I do that? Oh, but, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. You're doing good so yeah. far, Andrew. And that, that's not the scariest thing, though. So my son, my he's now 20. <laughs> he was... <laughs> So he's five years old at the time. We live in a really nice neighborhood, uh, like a cul-de-sac thing. Mm-hmm. And my rule has always been, you stay in the front yard. There's always has to be an adult out with you. And so for some reason, I went inside for like two seconds to go grab a, a bottle or something for one of the little kids. And I come out, he's gone. Like can't find him anywhere. And like, we're running around every neighbor knocking on doors, every neighbor's running around the neighborhood call the cops. Every cop in Grants Pass comes to the neighborhood, blocks off all the streets. Three hours later, we find him two streets over in a garage playing with the little girl. I'm like, dude, come on. Well, do you realize uh, I just had to call every single police officer in town? He's like, I know daddy was so cool. They're all looking <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm like, no. <laughs> What's, so, yeah. What is the best thing in Andrew DePaula's world about being a dad? The best thing about being a dad. Um, and I know it's hard to figure out just one, but. I think just being able to share this journey that I'm on with my kids right right now. Um, you know, like it's funny enough, my daughter was born in California and we think that'll be like a cool thing growing up. Like she'll be able to like to stand up in front of her elementary school class or what have you and just be like, I was born in California, you know? And, um being from the East coast, it's kind of like, Ooh, like California. Like we, we think that'll be neat. And then our son was born in, in Maryland. Right. And then now we all live in Minnesota. Um, you know, we visit family back in Maryland all the time. And then, 
Um, me and the wife, you know, we used to live in Florida, so we like to take yearly trips down to Florida and we bring them. And it's just um, kind of sharing this ride and this journey with them um, has probably been the coolest part so far. Um, we'll get my little daughter like up in like a cheerleading outfit, like a Vikings outfit, and she'll like do the skull, you know, yeah. the skull chant. Uh-huh. Um, when she watches a game, she just points at any player and she just says, Daddy. Mm. Um, you know, which is cool because she she kind of she puts together that daddy plays football. He wears a helmet and a uniform. And um, most of the time she's not right. That's not daddy. That's somebody <laughs> else. But, um, but it's still really neat to kind of see her do those things and just be able to kind of share these, these moments with both of them. You and uh, her and I have something in common. Uh, I think it was a Monday night game. I even, I think I texted you after it happened or like the next day, but uh, Vikings were born on TV and I'm sitting down watching the game with my son and I'm, you know, eyeballing it, waiting for it. Cause obviously, you know, you know, you're not in on every play. And I'm like, okay, so if, if this happens, kid, this is when Andrew's going to be in. And there you were. And I freak out, jump up off the couch. And I'm like, Sawyer, look. And I'm following you on the screen. There he is. There he goes. There he goes. There's what he's doing. But uh, yeah, we did the same thing. And at least <laughs> I, I knew who you were. And you bring that excitement out in, man. That's a good thing. And I, I, I love yeah. that. Um, Growing up on the East Coast, actually, you know what, back up, Florida. Where'd you live in Florida? We lived in Tampa. Tampa, all right, so that's right, duh, Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I spend at least a week every single year in South Florida, me and the lady go, um, down in Hollywood Beach to get fish tacos. So I don't know if you've been that far south, but man, oh, man, is it awesome, and the fish tacos are amazing. I bet you they're pretty good in Tampa, too. Anywho. Not bad. <laughs> Who did you grow up uh, as a fan, NFL? When you're a kid, who is your team? I guess I, I mean, this is, this, this question is always difficult for me because I guess the default would be the Ravens, right? But right. the Ravens didn't come to Baltimore until 96. So the Colts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they were Colts until what? 87. I think they left. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. And then, so I didn't really get into football until like 2000, 2001. Uh, the Ravens have just won the Super Bowl, so it was kind of it was kind of nice. And then, um, you know, four years later, I get into college where I'm playing with or against guys who are in the NFL or going to be in the NFL. So then they're all over the place. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the default would be would be the Ravens if I had to pick a team. All right. And what happens if uh, Ravens AFC Minnesota? So that could work. That physically could could happen. Vikings yeah. Ravens Super Bowl. I don't know how likely the Vegas think that's going to be, but uh, yeah, yeah, of course you're rooting for the Vikings. It's your team, man. <laughs> oh, so I, how how was it? What is it like? Games weeks eighteen. You guys, you know, you're not in the playoffs. It's the last game of the year. What is that like for an NFL player, man? I mean, because you never know if you're going to be back next year. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird weird time. I'll admit. I mean, depending on your contract situation and. Uh, and not just yourself, but other guys on the team, you know, you can see who, you know, body language, who's expecting to be back, right. who's not expecting to be back, who's uh, not happy with their current situation. So it's, it can kind of be a little bit of a drag, um, you know, at times, depending on, I guess, not just your situation, but everybody else's. So um, you know, you're bummed and you're upset not to be in the playoffs to be, um, you know, playing for something, but at the same time, you're using that last game as uh, sort of like a job interview for the next year. You know, you want to give those guys 
who are evaluating you and evaluating guys for next year a reason to be like, hey, we need to bring this guy back. He's not only a great player, but he's a great teammate. Um, he's a great leader. He does what we ask, you know, do, do all those things. So it's, uh, it's just another, you know, really just another point where you can make, hey, bring me back. You need me back. If you were Tom Brady, would you have stayed retired and hung out with the kids? <laughs> I was Tom Brady. You know, if I was Tom Brady and I was his age and I was playing as well as he's playing, no, I probably wouldn't have stayed retired. Yeah. I can't imagine that's right. If you get, if it ain't broke, right. I, I mean, he, he, he's showing little to no signs of, of age and where, I mean, he, he still picks apart defenses. He's still probably the most feared player in the league, even with his age. Um, he's just so good at what he does. I, I was surprised when he came out and said he was retiring. I'll be honest. I mean, he's, he's still, I think at the top of his game. Mm. I hate Tom Brady. just as a fan i'm sure he's a great guy and he's a great but you know let me rephrase so much respect and admiration for him but as a raider fan i hate him okay there you go we'll leave it i mean i get i get it right oh is is there can you still be a fan and a player or when you are a player, does the fan kind of, does that not even calculate into the scenario? No, I, I think you can still be a fan. Um, now are you saying like a fan of teams? Yeah. Or, or certain players, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a fan of players. You know, I, I like to see, you know, guys I know and, and I like to see them do well. Um, you know, even when I left the Raiders and I wasn't uh, with the team or, uh, or even when I'm with the team, I still, see those guys, you know, my, my friends and just be like, I, I want to see them have success. I want to see them do well. Um, you know, I want to, uh, I want them to have joy in, in their job and, yeah. and going out there and, uh, loving what they do. You know, I, I don't, I don't wish ill will on anyone. I don't really root against, uh, people I'll root against teams. You know, maybe <laughs> we need someone to, maybe right. we need someone to lose in order to kind of bump us up a spot. But, right. Um, I know that works. You know, I think you could still be a fan if you're a player. Yeah, for sure. All right. Nick, can you I, put- think it's, I think it's good to be a fan if you're a player. I think it like makes the game more fun. I think that's kind of, that's yeah. one thing like coaching little kids. I've always taught them be a fan, be into what you're doing, love what you're doing. It's going to make the game more fun. When the game becomes unfun, that's when you need to stop. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Nick, have you put together a fast five for Andrew? Of course I did. All right. Check it out, man. He's going to ask you five random questions. Okay. And they're not difficult. Okay. And I might right. add a few afterwards because I tend to okay. always do that. Okay. So your kids are little, so this one might be a little bit harder to answer. What's your favorite meal to cook for your kids? Favorite meal to cook? Uh, any pasta dish, really. My daughter just inhales pasta. My son is starting to be a big fan of it. Nice. nice. All right. Your favorite team to play? To play, to play uh, against? Teams. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoy playing against the Packers. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? A billboard with anything on it? Mm-hmm. Probably be a billboard with uh, my new business on it, telling everyone to go eat there. Oh, oh, what oh. <laughs> what a great transition. <laughs> exactly. So, Andrew, DePaula, you have a brand new business out. Tell the world about it. Yeah, DePaula's Bagels. Oh, my uh, gosh. I, I would bagel. kill for a good onion bagel. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. I'm just saying. You're not hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. 
And especially the area that I live in, um, you are definitely not alone. It is, it has been needed for quite some time now. I'm really, really excited and glad I was able to kind of bring this to, uh, the community where we live back home in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm itching. I just can't wait for it to get, get up and running. Um, but it's, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really, really great thing. What was the name of the place again? Depaula's Bagel and Brunch. Depaula's Bagel and Brunch. Now, who are, are you, are you owner? Do you, are you, I mean, do you have hire? is it family run? You got the members of the family in there running this place? Do you hire people out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm owner. I'm, I'm as, I'm as, I'm as much of an owner as I can be currently. I mean, this right. is still, you know, primary, primary job, but, um, you know, my parents, they have their bar restaurant and they're helping put this together. They're going to help run it. Um, you know, my dad is like head chef. He's the guy who's making the menu and all the, uh, all the delicacies and everything going into it. Um, you know, my mom's got some great ideas. She's helping with the design, with the construction, the layout of everything. Um, so they have just been tremendous. They've been a huge help. Um, and they are, they have been, you know, almost completely instrumental in getting this thing, uh, up and running. So that's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. Is, is Thank there you. a Viking bagel? Uh, not yet. There should not be yet, at least, in, you know, for this foreseeable future. I, I'm going to write that down when we finish up here. I'm going to say Viking bagel right. ideas, you know, maybe like a, maybe a blueberry something, you know, just to kind of get the purple going. What are, there's got to be some raw meat, you know, Viking. I, I just <laughs> Makes sense. It's like a box. I don't know how like healthy that would be. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Sorry, man. That's Sorry. amazing, man. Oh, it's, I'm, it's really cool, yeah. I'm gonna have a bagel uh, as soon as we're done, just for the record. I know. I'm itching oh, for one. <laughs> Craziest item you've had to sign for a fan. Craziest item I've had to sign for a fan. It was uh probably a young woman's strap on her shirt, which was, you know, a little too close to one of those areas <laughs> where I'm just not really comfortable signing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. it was more the area and not the actual item I was signing, but, but, but yeah, yeah. that was probably. Were you, were you married at the time? No, no, I wasn't. Well, then it shouldn't have been any type of problem, man. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> the weird part was her dad asked me to sign it. Oh yeah. So you're not like, you can't just be like, Oh, hold on here. Yeah. Let me just, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was like her dad and then it was her. And like, she was just kind of like, yeah. Ha, ha. And I'm like, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, no, nope, you lost me at your dad. Sorry. <laughs> and first of all, um, dad, what are you doing? But right. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have him on and have a chat, man. Yeah, I know. I would love to. I would, ask never, I, I would never do that to my daughter. <laughs> no, no, I would There's a big, good looking football player, honey. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> all right. You got okay. any more, Nick? <laughs> um, what's your proudest dad moment? I mean, you've got, yeah, you've got your three-year-old daughter's probably done some cool stuff. Your yeah, one-year-old's probably done some cool stuff. Yeah, my one-year-old, he's, he's getting there. Um, he's slowly starting to get everything. Um, but probably my proudest dad moment um, was when I think my, my daughter, like, finally became comfortable with the pool. So we were really trying to get her, like, just comfortable with water and, and, and being in it and, like, really teaching her that, like, hey, with your floaties on, you can't sink unless someone is like physically forcing you underwater. Like you are okay. And just to like, see her finally get that. Uh, I think it was maybe last summer, the end of last summer where she was just really enjoying the pool, like jumping in, going in the big pool with daddy and like actually like kicking her legs and swimming. That's been my proudest moment so far. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. 
All right, last question. I'm doing a fast six today. Do your kids walk Coco? <laughs> Make your it a fast 37. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you let your kids watch Coco Melon? I've got to, I have to ask everybody that has little kids now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we do. And, and Coco Melon, in my opinion, is one of the, uh, the, one of the, the ones I can stand um, okay. the most. But uh, my daughter was really big into Coco Melon. My son doesn't really seem to be that involved in the TV yet. I don't know why. But about two months. Like, and then you're, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, every time we go to Walmart, we have to buy every single Coco Melon toy. Like literally there, we, our whole living room, like I'm like a super like neat freak. I like to have everything like clean and not a whole lot of clutter. My living room is now thousands and thousands of dollars worth of Coco Melon toys. Just and there it is, man. You yeah. said you have to buy it. No, you I, I do, do not. You see, Stop it. He gives, he gives you that look like, dad, please. I'm, I'm so cute. After six, <laughs> so, I think so you should have learned. Are you, are you familiar with the, uh, what is it, the Coco melon like challenge where you play the beginning of Coco melon, like the little like dude, 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 dude. And then like, see your kid just like turn yes. to like the music. Yes. So funny story last year during Thanksgiving, we had um, our punter. Jordan Berry over his wife and their daughter, who is, uh, I think at the time she was like a year and a half old. Anyway, we have a Coco Melon toy, a little, little house that you open up and it's got all the little people. Oh yeah. Then you, you press a button and it plays like the Coco Melon music. Well, I pressed that button and both his daughter and my daughter, like the same time, they just like stood up and like turned and like went over and like looked at the TV. And then they were like looking at us, like looking at like nothing was on the TV, but right. they were looking at us and looking like I Coco. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my we gosh. got my son. The uh, we found the microphone, so it has the Coco all the songs, and now he holds it and walks wow. around the house and sings along. It's that's great. It was cool the first five times. No, yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah. I am so yeah. glad my kids are just over that that phase. I I got uh, Caillou when my the, my kids were into Caillou and Sesame Street, <laughs> which I was perfectly fine with. You know, you're going to rock yourself some Elmo. No problem. So you're glad it's not Caillou. I feel for you guys, man. Oh, Nick, you're looking at your watch. You got to be somewhere. I do. I got to get back to work. Um, <laughs> Tough. So you're hanging out for a few more minutes. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Until we get that Joe Rogan money. I, uh, I sell cars. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, we were talking about, uh, Kirk Cousins van earlier. Um, so I'm just going to throw out a few random questions. What kind of car does Andrew DePaul drive? I drive a Toyota 4Runner. Okay. Nice. See, not crazy flashy. You know, he's bought, not- it, bought it. Bought it for my father-in-law. So, <laughs> <laughs> who is going to the playoffs next year in your division? Us. Damn right. Sort of like. So <laughs> here's here's a funny story. My lady is a Bear fan. Um, I don't know. If she's a Raiders and a Bears fan, but. Ever since you have been on the team, she doesn't hate the Vikings quite as much. And I caught her during, I think it was the Monday night game. Uh, you guys were playing the Packers. I caught her cheering on the Vikings when she thought I wasn't in the room. And I was like, oh, oh. She's like, I swear to God, it didn't happen. But Andrew's on the team, so I can get away with that, right? I'm like, yes, yes, you can. It's all good. It is all good. And I love it. I, uh, I will never not be a Raider fan, but... Because of you, because I'm a fan of players, just like you said, because of you, um, I caught myself rooting for the Vikings all last year as well. So thank you. I'm rooting. I, I, it's been too long, man. It's the Vikings haven't been in a Super Bowl since 
they lost to the Raiders in the seventies, I think. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, been a long uh, time. That's one of the longer droughts in the NFL. And uh the fan base, the town, uh, they deserve it, man. They you know if you're do. gonna be fair. They definitely do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's I mean, just, they've, they've endured some 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 heartbreak, um, some hard times and just some frustrating times. So yeah, they absolutely do deserve it. Has the snow melted yet? In some places. <laughs> it's cold in Minnesota. All right, Andrew, we're getting real close to the end of our time. I'm going to drop a couple more questions. Um, this one, though, um, it's one I like to. I don't ask every interview, um, but I, I got to set it up here. Um, I asked this question of a certain musician. And it's a generic question, but he gave the best answer until recently. Um, Yeah, Shaq, until recently, the best answer to this question I have ever heard. And since then, I've been searching for someone to come close or match it. So no pressure. And I'll let you know who it was and what the answer was as soon as we're done. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's what I do. No pressure. So here we go. What is one thing Andrew DePaula cannot leave the house without? One thing I can't leave the house without. Gosh. Um, I can't leave the house without. I mean, are we, I don't want to be cheesy, but like saying bye to my kids, giving them a kiss and giving my wife a kiss. <laughs> That's three. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy pardon my French shit. That is correct. Um, yeah. The typical answer is my phone, my keys, laptop, whatever. Um, George Thorogood, without skipping a beat, I asked that question, what's one thing you can't leave the house without? He said, uh, like, kissing my wife, telling her I love her. And uh, I've been searching for that answer, and I can't tell you how many guests I've interviewed on the radio, on these podcasts, um, and you're now the, the third person to, yeah. third out of, we're talking hundreds of interviews, Andrew, uh, to properly answer what i think is the perfect answer to that question man so wow good job man awesome. good job that's something <laughs> to be proud of i'm telling you tell at least in the world of jp here <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and it's kind of funny because even this morning um you know before i get out the door i'm, I'm like something doesn't feel right I was like, oh, yeah went back in gave the wife a kiss and i was like you know what go now Boom. Love that. Now, are you guys, you're, are you in OTAs right now? What's going on in the yep. facility? Yep. We're, um, I guess we're in, we're in phase two of OTAs. So um, the work on the field with like helmets and all that stuff hasn't started yet, but we are out on the field um, running around. We're with coaches. Um, it's more just like backyard football at this point. Right. And how much, you know, from the end of the football season, you know, whether it's you're in the playoffs or you win the Super Bowl, how much time do you actually get off? Is there a weeks, a month where you're like, you're not thinking football, you're not anywhere near the facility? How much time? Or is there any? I mean, I think it depends on the player. You know, I know some guys stuck around uh, this area, so they were they were here the whole time. You know, the season ended and then they're working out in the weight room and then they're just here, you know, working out in the weight room. Um, for me, I work out, but my workouts are drastically different than they would be, you know, from now to preseason to in season to off season, you know, it's more or less, um, just getting your heart rate up, 
moving around, bending, making sure that um, everything still works and there's blood flow getting to certain parts of the body. Um, you know, as far as football goes, I try not to really think about it too much. I, I watch playoffs kind of uh, mindlessly, you know, I'm just kind of like, yep, whatever right. happens, it happens. Um, but I think, I definitely think that there's a point where you just need to kind of get away for as much or as little time as you need and just kind of hit the reset button and not really think or worry about anything football related and just do what you you do, what, what decompresses you, what makes you happy, what gives you joy. Just, just do that for as long as you need to. And, um, you know, it's a long season slash off season. Gotcha. Two more questions. First one, what's the hardest hit you've ever taken and who gave it to you? It's college count. Sure. Uh, I remember it was 2007. We're playing, uh, South Florida. They blocked a field goal. So I'm chasing the guy down, not knowing that the DB had wrapped around, you know, Uh to get like, I guess in front of me. And basically this was back when you could do those whole like huge collisions. Right. And I just remember running, chasing a guy looking like this. And then the next thing I remember, I saw my feet. (laughs) They were up like contrasted with like the night sky, you know? And I'm like, that doesn't look right you know i don't know what's going on and i just remember like i popped up real quick couldn't breathe i really didn't know where i was at the time like still trying to get my bearings and like i just i just remember like i kind of jogged off the field like make it look like it didn't hurt but that right. thing hurt a lot hurt a lot Eesh. all right i got a good hit story playing high school football right i'm a freshman they had and i was just being a cocky little asshole going up <laughs> just talking shit to all the seniors so the coach is like all right put me in against all the seniors and I'm like, I'm playing defensive line. So I'm sacking the quarterback like every time. So they let me through a couple of times, get my confidence built up. And then one of the linemen just cracks me right here as hard as he can split my chin open. Sweet spot. Out, and said, never again, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so I learned a valuable lesson that day. You got to learn somehow. Yeah, it was, it hurt. It still hurts. <laughs> all right. And the final, sorry, man. The final question uh, for Andrew DePaula. Here on DadCast. And by the way, again, man, thank you for uh, coming on the show, man. It's much appreciated, man. So stoked you're on. Yeah. Thank um, you. This has been- what, being that you are uh, in the realm of being a new dad, yeah. what is one piece of advice that you can impart on any new father out there that based off your experiences? One piece of advice um, can impart to new fathers. Gosh, that's a good question because there's a lot of things I could say, but if there were just one thing, I would say, you know, really listen and pay attention to what your, um, wife or the mother of that child is needs and saying, because if she's anything like my wife and does a heck of a ton of stuff, they can kind of get a little, uh, stressed out things can start to build and then you really need to take care of those amazing women and take some pressure off them. So really just listen to them help when they need it. And, uh, don't try and go off and do your own thing. Listen to what they are saying. They seem to have a routine and just kind of go with that and don't mess that up. There you go, man. You ain't kidding. Uh, without the amazing moms and women out there, there, there wouldn't be any dads. 
So, right. hallelujah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is Andrew DePaula, long snapper for the NFL team, the Minnesota Vikings, right here on DadCast. Um, again, man, uh, don't go anywhere when I end this, for the record. Um, yep. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on DadCast. Much appreciated. You've been an amazing guest. We're stoked to have you on. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Let me let me do this real quick. Oh, what do we got? Oh, this is oh. the indoor practice facility. Nice. Nice. Why don't you pick the phone up? And, and who else is in the facility? Just go to the locker room, man. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't want to see any naked men. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. I, I think we can keep the nakedness. Off yeah. Let's. Now. Is yeah. there anyone else in the building today? Uh, I think, but I think mostly everyone's gotten out of here at this point. Um, I think it's what a little after two, maybe two thirty here. About, so right about three o'clock, um, give or take. I'm just curious. Yeah, I we, didn't want you showing it. I'm just curious if anyone's still there. No, I think for the most part, people have people have people have gotten out of here by this point. Right on. Uh, thank you so much for checking out DadCast and watching and listening to the episode. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like it, comment, subscribe, do all the good stuff. Uh, give your love to Andrew DePaula. And if you are a fan of football and you are a fan of any team in the AFC North, excuse me, the NFC North, um, I understand if you can't root, root for the Vikings, but. Any other team, man, root for the Vikings next year, man. We want to see him go. Unless, of yep. course, the Raiders play the Vikings in the Super Bowl, man, then all bets are off. But I will find myself there, and uh, it'll be a good time. Good luck. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, we'll talk soon, and uh, everyone else, have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you on the very next episode. See ya. See ya. See ya.